everybody, this is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic, Robbie. I'm ready to be tethered the bejesus scared out of me, which is totally going to happen in this particular uh, Trials of Horror. They're not really, not really scary at all. I know. They're not at all. Uh, hi, guys. We have brought you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. For only $2 a month, you can gain access to all of our bonus podcasts. Tons of back matter there ready for you to listen to if you're perhaps feeling bored. It's being stuck inside. Hopefully, if you're lucky. Uh, This week's episode, man. Trails of Horror 14. Episode EAB F15. Originally aired November 2nd, 2003. Written by John Swartzwelder. Directed by Stephen Dean Moore. All written by, written by one person. That's have we, that's never happened before. I don't believe that every single time it has been like three different writers. Yeah, it's every single TSR, and yet this one is just John Swartzwelder. Uh, it's interesting. I didn't, I've ne- I didn't realize that. I had always thought all of them were you know team efforts where people usually they split it up. It's really in- it's interesting. Uh, I I was kind of like eyeing it as we as we went and see if that felt made the thing more cohesive or not. I don't think. I mean, there's st- it's still a product of a writer's room anyway, so it's not. I don't think it's gonna necessarily feel. I will say that they all have like beginning, middle, and end, so there's that. They don't that just, helps. They don't just fall apart. The episode received a sixteen point two two rating. I don't know how well it did that week because the link, uh, that on our of the internet uh, archive is broken, so I can't see it, unfortunately. Wayback Machine wasn't working. This episode guest stars Jerry Lewis as Professor Frank Sr., Dudley Hirschback as himself, because he's a scientist who says, I believe, two sentences, and that's it. Well, I mean, he's a scientist. I'm sure maybe he. It would be so prize great. winner? Yeah, isn't he won a chemistry Nobel Prize winner? What for? I have no idea. He won. Oh, it, oh I have an answer, Matt. You ask, and I, I'll give you an answer. He won the, won the prize for crossed molecular beam techniques with which to study in detail the dynamics of chemical reactions. Interesting. That's huge. Everyone still uses that today. There you go. That's who was on this episode. Anyone who needs to know, that's who that dude is. It says like five words. Uh, I mean, he's a scientist, not an actor, so I guess I can't blame him. The episode also gets stars Jennifer Garner as herself and Oscar De La Hoya as himself. Dios mio, this kid is fun to hit. That's what it's, it's going to be known for. Yeah, they don't really say either of them don't do a whole bunch. They're kind of there. They're window dressing, which is fine. I think it's fine. Jerry Lewis, I mean, plays the nutty professor. So it's not <laughs> kind of an easy place for him, I think. Yeah, but this one, he's a little more uh, evil, I guess you would say. I guess it's fair. Yeah, I mean... I haven't watched those old movies in a long time, so I don't really know how the context works anymore. Like, if I watch them now, would he feel more evil? Or they're probably just really silly, right? Probably. Yeah. Uh, There is the frame. There is a quote-unquote frame story, even though it's not really a frame story. It's just an intro. Um, The kids are dressed as uh, Bart is Charlie Brown. Lisa is Lucy. And uh, they are fighting over their candy because Lisa got all the good candy. They they're knock and then the whole family ends up fighting and uh, I think I think Marge shoots Homer with a shotgun 
and that has that is it in the blood splatter form stress of horror 14 on the wall and then they that's just, how you do it they just jump into the stories which is good enough you know they i you know i do i think everyone misses the old frame stories they were a lot of fun the you know the telling the telling the ghost stories in the treehouse or the halloween party those are those are fun they don't have the time for them anymore because it's important to watch commercials I know you love commercials. Very, man. very important to watch commercials. You gotta get this. I mean, com- you gotta get this. You gotta get an extra forty-eight seconds of commercials in, or else we'll all die. Uh, the first segment. Exactly. Go ahead. Man. I was gonna say I actually go ahead and download the commercials uh, when I, uh, you know, see it on uh, a service that doesn't have commercials. I go and splice in the commercials because obviously I, I need them. Yeah, we need. I need to know the very important, terrible things that are bombarding me with terrible consumerism the first segment is reaper madness which is uh matt do you know what that is that title is alluding to i believe it's reaper madness the old uh tv show or not tv show a movie from the 40s 50s something like that propaganda about propaganda about yes. drugs about how to kill you drugs will kill you marijuana will make you die especially marijuana is just the worst it'll cause you to go crazy and kill your whole family yep uh, Reaper Madness, uh, which Homer becomes death, is our first segment. So the episode begins with death showing up at the house for Bart. We don't know why. Uh, it doesn't matter, really. Uh, they don't have time for whys in most of the Treehouse Horror segments. There's not enough time uh, for a why. So they, death shows up for Bart. Obviously, the town, I mean, the town, the family doesn't want Bart to die, at least not right now. And so we get a wacky, a wacky chase sequence uh set to yakety sax very it's benny hill-esque um back and forth like i don't know goes on for like a minute or something and uh homer ends this chase sequence by actually murdering death dad do you realize what you've done you've created a world without death does this mean i'll never cancel the jim belushi show i guess so a world without death Frankie the Squealer, why won't you die? If I knew, I'd tell you, I swear. I better call my wife. Tell her I'll be late. I knew this would take so long, I'd have put on a TV. Pizza! Your money's on the counter, no tip. Are you miserable bastard? That's why I'm up here. Here, this is the one... It's all the deaths they wanted to show over the years, but couldn't. This is the one time where you're allowed to do most suicide jokes. It's just so hard. It's true. Um, so we get some examples of mobsters and mo- everyone's trying to die or or and they can't or they want people to die and they can't. Um, the new status quo. I, things would change very quickly if no one on Earth could actually die. It'd be a terrible problem, honestly. Well, yeah, I mean, if no one ever died, that'd be an issue unless we, you know, somehow were to colonize the stars. But, you know, that's that's for a few hundred years in the future. Matt, you think we're going to get there? Probably not a few hundred years in the future, maybe a few thousand years in the future. Okay, that's not my question. But um, Homer eventually gets rid of Death's corpse. He's just a pile of bones. Um, Matt notes that he properly recycled the bones, even though you don't you can't put food matter in the recycling, Matt. Well, he it's it's in a recycling type bin, and he's got like four of them. So I'm not sure which one. Maybe that was the compost one. Can you compost bones? They're organic matter, right? 
Yes. For those of you out there who are chemists and or agricultural people, can let us know. Can you compost, compost bones? bones? Okay. That's a it's a question for your local uh, pig farmer. You need to find a man. Keeps pigs for pets. Um, but Homer throws away the bones, keeps the robe because it's so comfortable. Uh, that becomes a quickly becomes a problem. Check it out. I finally found a dead guy's clothes that fit me. Ah! My hand! What's happening? Dad, you've become the new Grim Reaper. No way. Forget it. I might occasionally kill out of anger or to illustrate a point, but I am not a Grim Reaper. Oh, 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 I'll reap, I'll reap already. Jasper, your time has come. Where's the regular guy? Where's Doug? Never mind, I'm death now. Oh, I liked Doug. I liked Doug. Why is death always named Doug or Greg or something like that? Because it's fun. It's a nice juxtaposition of like this ominous, terrible thing. And like this, I just said like an innocent, normal person name. Mm hmm. Like that doofy guy at your office who always screws things up and isn't good at computers. That's death. Is there an episode of The Office where death shows up and his name is? I was thinking more Parks and Rec, but, you know, okay. I'm pretty sure Jerry Gurry is actually death. He's just too nice about it. Uh, who is um, the guy in 30 Rock? Um, fix it, Felix. I can't remember his name. Oh, uh, Jack McBrayer. Jack McBrayer. That's death. Jack McBrayer. I think believe canonically that that character is like thousands of years old. So he's some kind of supernatural entity. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So now Homer's death, and and I guess that's his new job. I don't know how well that pays though. Probably not. I don't know. Do you get a paycheck if you're death? I don't think so. I think you get to live forever and you don't need to eat or drink or breathe or anything like that. That's that's your thing. Is you don't need anything. Else. It doesn't sound like a good time, Matt. It really doesn't. But, uh, you know, when you are selected by a supernatural entity to form a vital function of the universe. Eh? I mean, Homer is kind of self-selected. He put on the robe. So that's true. We get a career day at Lisa's class where a really dark joke where Homer kills a homeless person. Uh, just to demonstrate yeah, his power. It's very... I mean, I can appreciate it because it's the Trials of Horror. You know, Trials of Horror is the one episode here where I'm totally fine with him doing, like, non-dark non-sequiturs. Like, that's what the purpose of this episode is, because it lets you do it. But it's awesome. But even for... for I mean, I, I'm i also, like... I'm also the person who liked the, the segment a couple years back where Homer ate parts of himself, so maybe I'm not yeah. the best person to ask. Um... So then we get demonstrations of Homer starting to like exploit his powers for whatever reason. And like primarily they are at they had a baseball game. Looks like it. Yeah. Homer and Bart are at a baseball game and Homer just they want to sit up close. So they just Homer just kills everyone in the way until they are seats uh, next to the game. And then we and like I, I don't know if this is is this are we supposed to. Are we supposed to believe that he is ordered to kill Marge as punishment for exploiting his power? Or is it just... No, I think it's her name came up. Like, Bart's name came up. I guess. So, Homer wakes up one morning and looks at his to-do list, which is his, his scroll with name, and it sees Marge's name on it. Okay, who am I giving a finger to today? <gasps> Not this! Anything but this! 
What was that first one again? of my life according to your divine whim. Now release me from this ghastly vocation. No. Come on. All right. Hey, wait a minute. This isn't Marge. This is her fat sister, Selma. It's Patty, chump. <laughs> for this. Thanks for not killing me, homie. Here's an extra pork chop. <laughs> I'm gonna not kill you every week. <laughs> I mean, I would hope he would not kill her every week. I like the little, there's a chase, the fun chase week sequence there. I appreciate that. I like it. I think it's funny. Cause home, it's cause, one of the best jokes in this whole episode, I think. Yeah, because God is stymied by a train. He can't Across the train's path, of course, because Homer races away on his motorcycle. Um, we had a little bit of subterfuge there with Homer tricking God by putting Marge, Marge's hair on Patty. I am a little bit confused about how God is involved with the Grim Reaper. Like, well, God is in charge of everything, including death. I mean, you know. I, I know, but like, if we're doing Christian death, who's in charge of Christian death? I don't think it like. God would normally, if you're going to have like an agent of death for God, it wouldn't be like an angel, angel of death. Probably that's true. But uh, this is this is Homer going up the chain, asking for the uh, uh, well. I mean, this would make God the angel of death, aka Homer's boss. So he's going to his boss and saying, "I'm done are with you, this." Are you, so you're telling me the Grim Reaper is an angel of death? Yes. Okay. I because I I think of the Grim Reaper as like isn't Grim Reaper like a basically a, a descendant of like old Greek or Roman mythology? Probably classical. It feels like Grim Reaper is very like a classical Greek Roman kind of evolution. While Christianity has like an angel of death, is an agent of God sent down to kill people for whatever reason. I'm sorry, I, I shouldn't complicate it this much, Matt. Much, Matt. Uh, that's the end of the segment. It's uh, short; it's only about seven minutes. That's so uh, we go to commercial. Six minutes and fifty-seven seconds in. And when we come back. We come back to Frankenstein, uh, where we see Homer at home. Uh, he is just kind of hanging out. Uh, when he gets a call from the Nobel Prize Committee, Homer has, of course, won because of his his whole deal. Uh, but no, in fact, he has not won because he is not Professor Frank. Uh, Lisa picks up the phone and says, oh, I will let Professor Frank know, which I don't know how they got a, a number that far wrong. But sure, it's Springfield. But the Simpsons phone number is one off from Professor Frank. Maybe we'll just go with it. Uh, the also the Nobel Prize person is extremely excited when Lisa speaks, uh, speaks Swedish to them, which I mean. I'd be surprised too. Swedish isn't really a language you just, you know, know for no particular reason, but maybe Lisa has a reason. We don't know. Uh, so we find out that, uh, no, uh, Frank won because of a very stupid invention, the hammer screwdriver, uh, which is very similar to Homer's electric hammer, but not as useful because, you know, it's a hammer screwdriver. What do you do? I guess it was a slow year, Professor Frank says. We don't ever get to figure out which Nobel Prize he won. Was this physics? Was this chemistry? Was this 
Medicine? Who knows? I, medicine, I mean, it's a useful I, invention. I think medicine is absolutely the answer. Obviously. I mean, it's either that or literature. <laughs> I mean, maybe he wrote about creating this, and therefore it was... Uh, 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 he wrote about the procedure of you know figuring this out, and that's why he won the Nobel Prize for Literature. It was it was his incredible uh, journey that caused him to win. Either way, uh, we find out that uh, Frank would love for his father uh, to be involved in this, uh, but unfortunately, that's not possible. I only wish my dear father were here to see me win. Is there a problem with your father? Well, our relationship was never great. Mother used to say we got along like positrons and anti-neutrinos. <laughs> oh, yes, I, I'm a geek. I was always a disappointment to him. You see, he was one of those He-Man scientists who worked on the atom bomb by day and slept with Marilyn Monroe by night and sold secrets to the Russians at lunch. The last time I saw him alive, he was going to study sharks. I don't want to go on this oceanographic expedition, Father. I get seasick taking a shower. Clean but nauseous. Clean but nauseous. With the rolling and the heaving and the you make me sick. You've disgraced the name of John Nidlebaum, Frank. But, Father, I... <laughs> so, yes, as we can see, uh, Papa Frank, uh, he was a very much a bad person. <laughs> Uh, to his son, uh, but you know this. This is probably back in like the fifties when people were were mean to their kids for no particular I, reason. No, this is the seventies, man. Seventies, okay. You can, no, you're you, right. You can see Frank's, Frank is dressed. You're you right. Can see Frank's clothes. Yes. So the seventies, people were still bad parents in the seventies. I mean, they're still bad parents. Well, today, I mean, I think this is the, hopefully the, at a lower. What are you saying? Uh, they hopefully uh, they are bad parents at a lower rate than they were. I mean, I I think this is not necessarily parents are bad. I think it's just Professor Frank Senior was a bad parent because he was. The he is the uh the um pulp pulp comics uh oh Doc Savage Doctor Savage yes I believe that is correct um the the, the that character ish there there's you know many many Johnny Quest is a descendant of that uh character from yeah, Johnny Quest's dad is basically Doc Savage yes and there there's there we still see those kind of descendants of that but i feel like professor frank senior is kind of a doc savage kind of character where he's like a yeah he's a he's a brilliant super scientist and but he's also uh he's adventurer Adventure. yeah he's very an indiana jones kind of thing but yeah. more sciencey yeah uh, also their the venture brothers themselves the show itself is also very much influenced by yeah. those tropes but i think that's what you know, I kind of wanted more of Frank Sr.'s adventure, but there just wasn't time. Well, of course, especially not a treehouse of horror. No. So anyway, uh, at this point, uh, Professor Frank decides that now that he has his special hammer screwdriver, he can bring his father back without the needle switching of tools, which implies that he could have brought him out at any point. But whatever. So he does. He brings him back from uh, death because uh, his dad, he has his dad's corpse. He's kept frozen for, you know, 40 years, uh, 30 years at this point. Uh, which is he just got bitten by a shark. So, of course, uh, Frank repairs him with a whole bunch of mechanical parts. Uh, despite what we are shown, uh, where the bite mark is, some for some reason he has no penis. No idea why. Maybe Frank just accidentally knocked into him while he was frozen and got knocked off. Who knows? But uh, Frank's dad is, of course, not happy with all this. He's, he's very upset that uh, Frank basically did not 
do a good enough job bringing him back from this. So he decides to run off and steal a bunch of people's organs. Uh, we see him stealing, uh, let's see, Flanders' heart and lungs. We see him stealing Skinner's spine. And then we catch up to him later where he has stolen all kinds of stuff. He has Sideshow Mel's hair. He has somebody's one foot comic book guy's butt. Just He has, uh, he has snake's, snake's arm. That is, I think, Lenny, one Lenny arm and one snake arm, I believe. It's my guess. Might also be Burns' arm and Snake's arm. It's hard to tell what the other arm is. I. Why does he steal all these body parts? I guess because he sees them as better than his, which makes no sense at all because some of them obviously aren't. Yeah, that's the thing. This doesn't make like I like I wanted like to see or, like it just feels weird that this super scientist guy is like, oh, I'm going to steal these body parts that are clearly not as good as my original parts. Like, if he was just stealing brains because he wanted to get smarter the whole time, that would make more sense. I just, it felt a little confusing, a little weird. Well, yeah, because if he's trying to get the best of everything, because this is obviously a scientist adventurer guy who wants to get the best of everything, okay, that's fine. But he gets random, stupid stuff. Uh, Again, we don't know why. Uh, At this point, however, Lisa shows up to castigate him for, not for killing the people he's killed, but for making his son sad. There you are. Have you stopped to think about who you're hurting with this rampage? The people I've killed? No, your son. On the biggest day of his life, when he accepts the Nobel Prize, you're not going to be there. Oh, dear God. I've let my organ lust come between me and my son. (laughs) Well, it's not too late. You can still fly to Stockholm. Well, it better be first class. Comic book guy's ass won't fit in coach. You may keep my posterior... Just please return the job of the butt tattoo. So, yes, uh, we see now that obviously the conflict here is not going to be stopping Frinkstad. It's going to be Frinkstad and Frink reconciling their issues. So at this point, they take uh, Papa Frank to the awards show. Uh, Frank wins, uh, and is uh, as we knew he would during the ceremony. Uh, his this is where we get the guest uh, star from Dudley uh, Hirschbach and Jennifer Garner because they are the ones presenting. Uh, and Frank is is wins and is sad because his dad's not there. But oh look, his dad showed up! Yay! And he he basically starts to apologize and say, oh you know I've I've learned from my awful ways of stealing body parts. At this point, he is basically back to his original body parts. I guess he held on to the ones. Uh, that he originally had when he stole the new ones. So he's back to looking normal now, where he was when he was first revived, and starts to give a speech about what he has learned. Unfortunately, partway through, he realizes that this room is filled with the greatest minds in the you know world, uh, which, yeah, probably some of them, and he goes on a rampage, uh, tearing the tops of heads off and adding their brains to his own, only to come to the conclusion that muffins are surprisingly high in calories and that the pyramids were built by seers. So, yeah, okay. Uh, luckily, uh, Frank, being, you know, the, uh, the good scientist that he is, finds a way to stop him. This is more violent than the hip-hop awards. You've got to stop your father. Yes, but how? He's 63 years old, pressure points here and here, room temperature is 22 degrees Celsius. Yes, this should just about do it. Balzac! Oh, Father, you're dying again. But I can bring you back to life, sir. Son, it doesn't take five brains in your head to know that's a bad idea. You saw I'd become a monster, and you stopped me like a man. I'm proud of you. And now it's time for me to go to hell. Ow, ooh, ooh, ow, oi, 
Oi, o ow, dead. <laughs> but don't feel bad, uh, because apparently Professor Frank has his soul catcher, uh, which has captured his father's soul. Uh, yet the souls still eat, whether because they need to or just want to, we don't know. But Frank has captured his soul and then pours some uh, hors d'oeuvres into it. And that is the end. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this this uh this segment feels like they just literally threw everything at the wall and tried it like oh he's a frankenstein's monster right uh so he steals all the body parts but then they're all gone uh and like it doesn't it it's and also how does kicking like frank's dad is like super powerful right and then all this frank does is like kick him in the junk once and it kills him it's all about pressure points, Robbie. I, that's not true. Points. That is one hundred percent not true. You can't. No one. You can't die from that. Probably, at least not immediately. Maybe if something was damaged inside and you bled very. Slowly. Maybe it was the whole exposed brain thing that cost him. I don't know. It's just. It just feels like. It's just like a bunch of wacky sequences. There's no. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. They. It really is just like, oh, we got Jerry Lewis. That is the, the actual answer to this. Is like, oh, we got Jerry Lewis. As Frank's dad, let's just write a segment about him and let him be on screen as much as possible. That's true. It's, and it worked. I mean, it's fine. I don't know if it worked, Matt. I'm kind of down on this one, okay. honestly. It didn't work, but it wasn't like so awful I rolled my eyes. No, I don't think it's awful. I just think it, I just, it feels like unrealized potential. feels like you could do. Also, none of these are scary at all. Not even a little. No, but I feel like Trios of Horror, by the time of number 14, has moved away from scary and into the realm of just, oh, funny things that are based around stuff we couldn't get away with in the rest of the season. I, but maybe I don't like that, man. Maybe I like oh, it Robbie, back when... doesn't have to always give you what you like. I mean, this is my show. This is my show, so yes, it does, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, what happens, Matt? What do we do? What goes next? We go to a commercial. Oh, boy. So when we come back, 14 minutes, 43 seconds in, it is time for our last segment. It's time for Stop the World, I Want to Goof Off, uh, in which Bart and Milhouse order a stopwatch that stops time. I believe this is an old Trios of Horror bit. Not Trios of Twilight Zone bit that they adapted for Trios of Horror, I think. If it's not, it's been... There's so many stories that use time freezes as uh, conceits. So it's as good as anything uh, to use for the basis of a chance of our segment. So Marge is cleaning out the attic. She finds old comic books. It's very funny that now these comic books are from the 70s instead of the remember Radioactive Man number one. Oh, yeah. Which was definitely a Silver Age comic. And this, these are all, you know, 70s Bronze Age. Bronze Age stuff. Uh, which are still very enjoyable and fun. Uh, and we get Bart and Milhouse looking through them, seeing some advertisements in them, and ordering something from those advertisements. Cool! Comics from the 70s! Superman vs. Patty Hearst, Evil Knievel Jumps the Jackson 5, Batman and Rhoda. Check out these ads! Let's see, X-Ray Gum. <gasps> cool! Milhouse, do you have your change purse? Always! Here you go, son. To stop time, click watch. Wow. 
Wow, she looks like a background character in a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. To restart time, click watch again. What the? Lisa, that's a filthy habit. <laughs> if we're both touching the watch, neither of us will be affected. Do you realize what this means? But you say it first. We can do anything we want. Let's get really far ahead on our homework. Wait till the other kids see we're already on the red unit of adventures in reading. Hmm. Oh, Millhouse. I mean, he has the wholesome version of getting in uh, ahead of the curve. I mean, I, I watched it this morning, Matt, and then I went for uh, my daily walk afterwards and I was like pondering like what would I do if I could freeze time and honestly my answer was like oh I'd probably just learn things <laughs> yeah I, I would teach myself to program in new languages and I would read so much I'd probably yeah I'd like oh I could learn guitar I would learn how to uh, fix a car I would learn all the languages I want and code and yeah all that stuff like that all tells the things you're, you're doing right now Robbie in quarantine right uh I'm writing books and that's about it Animal oh, Crossing? so you haven't changed your life at all. No, my life is mostly the same. I just don't go outside as much. Um, but no, my life has not changed much from quarantine. Is that That's a good and bad thing. Um, uh, so we get a little taste of Barton Millhouse with a stopwatch, just them doing pranks. Uh, we get, you know, them, uh, they're at a school assembly. They pull down Skinner's pants when they while, while they've stopped time. Uh, they steal donuts from Homer. And this is my favorite i think this is my favorite bit in this whole episode because it is this little tiny scene is 100 classic joke density simpsons because we get homer eating donuts and so we use and so we have barton millhouse using a stopwatch as every time homer grabs a donut obviously this is a physical gag so i can't really pull a clip every time homer grabs a donut they stop time take the donut from him and we are seeing this from Homer's perspective. So every time Homer grabs a donut, he always he just sees it disappear in his hands. So he is frantically trying to shovel these donuts in as fast as he can. Doesn't matter. All of them get ripped away from him. And then he's in such utter uh, sadness and depression. He tries to stab himself. And then the, the knife turns into a banana. So, okay, we get Cascade. We got escalation we got oh no he's got no donuts oh no banana oh no knife oh banana and then he's naked they take his clothes off and so homer is horrified oh i'm naked then mrs my the greatest nelson appears to laugh at homer he says the first the first half of his ha ha he says ha and then time time pause nelson is then naked and then we get ha huh <laughs> It's just, it's beautiful, Matt. It's it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's just so it's so simple, and f frankly, kind of dumb. Well, that's true. It's kind of dumb and low, you know, low brow humor. But it's it's cascading. It's escalating. And it's like that is this is the kind of joke that I point to and say like they didn't stop doing it after the golden years. It's just there wasn't as many of them. But it's this kind of moment where you're like, oh, there's a joke. And then they step it up and do a different joke, and then a, a, a reversal of that joke and subversion, subversion, subversion. Gorgeous. It's it's like if we can just get one of these in episode, Matt, I think I'd be happy. But I can't really remember the last time we got one. Oh, 
that's i can't off the top of my head i I usually like these are the things i think of um unfortunately the town is starting to notice bart and millhouse's man their chaos their hijinks like they're hijinks they're hijinks things are happening like people like eventually when everyone in town is suffering through this weird stuff going on people are going to notice so quimby calls the town meeting but he's actually laying a trap people springfield is in crisis Fingers have been shoved up noses, pants have been pulled down, and mayors have been repeatedly humiliated. Damn it! I thought our mysterious pranksters might be here tonight, so I covered the meeting hall with ultraviolet powder. Behold the perpetrators! It was those guys! Um... Let us kill them before learning of the magical secret which they possess. So, Bart and Melissa have been discovered. It's important to kill people before you learn their secrets. I mean, my question, Matt, is that this was an advertisement. Okay, one, this was an advertisement for a stopwatch in a comic book in the 70s. Mm -hmm. So thousands of people back then bought this comic book and had access. Could have bought the stopwatch. Could have. They probably thought it was a fake. And now, and this is 2003, 30 years later, and now, and there's still, you can still buy that stopwatch and there's that. And my, where's all the other stopwatches? That's my question. That's all I'm asking. Uh, those people were responsible with their use and they did what they had to do and the, then they those, got out. Those are you and me who are like, uh, like that's actually like every virtuoso musician and every like expert mechanic that you've ever met, every per- every polyglot that can speak 14 languages those That's are them. Yep. That they just bought the stopwatch. Okay, that makes sense. So they chase them, um, and in a fury, they're going to try and kill them, but they stop time. Of course, unfortunately, the watch breaks just as they do this. So now they're trapped with frozen time, which would truly be horrible. Um, and I think this is another thing where they could have actually given us some time with just these, just Barry Millhouse, like bored for 20 years or however long it's 15 years they say right yeah. or 20 is it 20 i thought it was 15 can't remember doesn't matter yeah it, it seems like i guess 15 will put them to 25 they look older than 25 millhouse is bald but we never know how long it's gonna happen with millhouse so who knows it can happen early so eat nothing but gummy worms don't eat only gummy worms for 20 years so Basically, they get really bored and then they decide, oh, we need to fix the watch. Uh, it takes them a long time to fix the watch. They eventually do. Um, and they turn the watch back on uh, to end the segment. Okay, acting natural and... To repeat what I said a moment ago, you are so dead. Dios mío, this kid is fun to hit. Bart's so tall and shaggy. Just one of life's mysteries. Like, why is my nose jammed full of army men? Oh, come on. Don't you get it? Bart stopped time with his magic stopwatch. Jealous much? Why can't I tinker with the fabric of existence? Let the baby have her bottle. Huh. What happens if I press this button? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, that's good. Stop there. 
so we get a brief this is uh it feels like very fim- similar to homer's toaster yes the things just go wacky and then we stop on what we like right where lisa is hitting the not the stop start button but the i don't know what the other button on the stopwatch i when was i've never i don't think of matt i don't think i've ever actually used a real stopwatch in my entire life I have, but I've never been able to figure out what exactly that button did. I'm pretty sure on this one it changes the universe that you're in. <laughs> yes, I I can agree with that. I don't. Again, I I I don't know what it does in real life. Was more my, I have no idea. Like I've used the only stopwatch I've ever used is the one on my phone, um, because there was a time when I guess people people who are you know need very accurate measurements still uses to stopwatch, but I imagine they don't use like whatever the you know big box department store stopwatch they probably buy like really expensive like high response time stopwatches or something probably there's like science there probably are like scientific stopwatches right that like you can trigger with multiple means probably i'm sure there are i'm sure they're like fancy athletic ones that were designed to be super precise and whatnot yeah um that's where we're talking about stopwatches guys hope you're excited about that that's the end of that segment um it's fine it's kind of a flippant you know it's it's like it feels i it feels kind of like all these feel where none of them are bad uh they have some good jokes in them uh but they're not very none of them feel substantial and also none of them have any bit of terror in them at all there's really no fear no scares there's some darkness there's like multiple moments of like dark stuff where the homer killing homeless man and you know I, Frank Frank Senior has like has the, I think there's like the possibility there of some like scares because he's ripping people apart, but he doesn't. We don't mm. really get to see that very much, you know. He just kind of has the parts at a certain point, and he doesn't even kill them. That's the other thing. He takes. We didn't mention that Frank Senior stole comic book guy's butt, but comic book guy was fine. I mean, he stole Flanders' lungs, and Flanders died because we saw him in his stupid. Uh, oh, look, it's heaven. It's Confucius and Milton Burrow. I left that out, but that's what happened. Uh, and then <laughs> Skinner seems to still be alive after having his spine removed. Yeah, I don't, I doesn't think that you would definitely die if you don't have a spine. Like, it's just taken out of you. You're, that would kill you. Mm-hmm. You need that because it communicates, like, all your nerves to your brain. <laughs> it's very important. Um, it's fine. I, I think that's my ultimate, like, vo- like, my feelings about this is, like, it's fine. It's fine. Matt has no feelings whatsoever. This is where you. This is where you chime. This is where you chime fine. in, Matt. This is where you say what you feel about this episode. I don't have anything to say because, like I said, this is a decent. There are a lot of good gags in this, but there's nothing that really makes it stand out. So, meh. that's an opinion, Matt. You. That's what you're supposed to say. You don't. You don't. Oh, need, okay. You don't need to like people listen to this because they want to hear your opinion. My opinion. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, you're half the show. We need. I. You're allowed to talk. Um, okay. I don't, this episode's not broken. I don't, how would you, this Mike, I guess that's my real question. That'd be a tough trials of horror that's broken. My goodness. I I can't imagine what that would look like. Yeah. Like what could they possibly do? Like it's so, like the formula is so simple to follow. I don't know how they could mess it up, but of course we haven't watched all, I don't, I haven't seen every trials of horror. So there's certainly probably ones that are worse, but they kind of always have functioned at the lowest level. They still work. There's less energy. There was that. Oh my God. Was it season 30s? Was it this season or last season? The one with the dinosaurs? Do you remember that one? No. Dinosaurs? There's a segment with dinosaurs where I think the old people turned into dinosaurs. 
It's like a Jurassic World ripoff. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, that was mm, that was pretty bad. Yeah, it was really bad. Um, we'll get there in like five years. Just be patient, guys. Uh, so we're not gonna fix this episode. It's not broken. It's fine. It's it's perfectly it's perfectly fine. We'll rank this episode at the end of the show. We'll rank the segments at the end of the show. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments on the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt dot nerd dot obsessive. Comments the news group is where I look through the enohomers.net forum, the time the episode uh, came out back in the day, see what people thought about the episode. Um, most people give this 4 out of 5, Matt. Nearly 50%, almost 45% give this a 4 out of 5. And, wow. And then another 29-ish percent give it a 3 out of 5. So vast majority think this is aver- above average to good. And then, uh, uh, like, next is five out of five perfect score so that tells you most people really enjoyed this one um let me see i got some ruse for you not great i enjoyed it nonetheless favorite joke was when homer took death out of the curb without enthusiasm but stop the world was best out of the three um a lot of people are ranking these individually i'm like okay reaper madness six out of ten frankenstein six out of ten stop the world i want to goof off seven out of ten overall six out of ten who are these people breaking the review format you give it they do one out of five why are you going out of ten so strange cheers uh reaper madness three out of five frankenstein two out of five stop the world i want to goof off four out of five pretty disappointing start of the season there are some decent jokes and bits but so many so many more that made me want to cringe be generous and give this episode a three out of five another one overall seven out of ten maybe a 7.5 generously has some good moments and fairly average overall nothing special and I, that's the thing like there were some people who rated a, a perfect score but i can't i i couldn't find any most i guess I, the people who really like it probably aren't going to be leaving the reviews i don't know but they feel they generally like it but i feel like it their numbers matt here's the thing their numbers might not match up with how we would give it but it feels like their sentiment matches up with with ours. That's true. That usually does. Usually their numbers are, are at least a couple above where we would put it. But they seem to have the same feelings about it that we do. Right. Um, but that's about it. Nothing very exciting in the reviews. Nothing crazy. They agree with us, Matt. So there's nothing exciting. That's the thing. Obviously. Uh, we move on to our next segment. It's time for listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite Springfield attraction? Uh, Lots of great answers. Lots of some repeats. I was right. A lot of people like the escalator to nowhere, Matt. <laughs> it shows up for a fraction of a second, but okay. I mean, it was a good joke. I think that's what people stick. They, you know, mm. you recognize the jokes. Uh, first from Andy, the Springfield mystery spot. From Michael, uh, La Maison Derriere. It really puts the spring in Springfield. Hard to argue with that. Uh, from Lauren. All right. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll show you my idea. I give you the Springfield monorail. I've sold monorails to Brockway, Ogdenville, and North Haverbrook. And by gum, I put them on the map. Well, sir, there's nothing on earth like a genuine, bona fide, electrified six-car monorail. What do you say? what I say? Monorail. Monorail. Uh, that's the... I will... Is the the monorail track is still there, correct? Yes, it shows up several times. But the monorail itself does not work. Correct. Uh from Gun Griffin, another very popular answer, the tire fire. 
because of course it is that's pretty well known it's a pretty big thing uh alex's answer burns casino before it was imploded uh jessica at jessica ruiz one don't know if it's an attraction but the tire fire and the tire fire is absolutely a springfield attraction if you're okay if you're touring springfield as a tourist what would you visit you'd visit the tire fire how long does it take Five you minutes? would you would stand far away but you so you wouldn't have to breathe anything in but you know i imagine you smell the tire fire anywhere in town you'd smell the tire fire true uh mitch at mitch why the water is brown and black <laughs> mitch at mitch Doyle 13 has to be that escalator to nowhere whoa ah. Whoa. Ah. <laughs> uh from matt at matt lee's 1013 duff gardens hurrah <laughs> Uh, from Chris, the Gorge at, at Ciliato, the Gorge, the lovely, deadly Gorge. Uh, from Adam at A. Siegs, Popsicle Stick, the Popsicle Stick Skyscraper. Uh, from Brian at Port ATX, since Itchy and Scratchy Land is out of town, I have to go with Duff Gardens. Hoorah! Everyone's loving the hurrahs. Uh, from Salmia at Salmia K, Krusty Loo Studios. It's a very good answer. I thought about that as mine uh, from Jenny at Hippie 200. Definitely the Sleep Easy Motel. Gotta love that coin-operated Bible. Plus, there are no cameras on the ceiling, so visitors could just should just go back to sleep. Uh, from Spike at Your Apocalypse, the escalator to nowhere, purely for the view from the top of the 50-foot magnifying glass, burning the popsicle stick skyscraper. And finally, Gene O'Man at Eugene R. McGrath, the mystery spot, which is also a very popular answer. Matt, what is your answer? Why, the Maison Derriere, of course, because they don't tell us what the name of the bordello is, obviously. The Sex Cauldron. <laughs> I thought they shut that place down. No, they're talking about the... Uh, they're talking about the... Uh, I can't remember the quote. Never mind, I'm oh, done. Oh, you shamed yourself and your family. I know, I know. I really... Yeah. I had a hard time with this one, Matt. I, I, a tough time. Um, Like, there's so many... Did you ever play Virtual Springfield back in the day? I did not know. I love Virtual Springfield. It was barely, a, it wasn't even a game. You just kind of walked. Walk a sandbox. Yeah, you just kind of walked around and looked at stuff. It's like not. It's like a point-and-click adventure without the adventure. There was nothing to it. You just kind of walked around and looked at stuff. Um, I'm going to say the nuclear plant. I want to. Oh, the worst nuclear plant in history, aside yeah. from Chernobyl. Yeah, kind of. I w- I think that's the thing. Like, or Moe's. Like, I don't consider Moe's an attraction, and I kind of don't know if I'd consider. If we're going for things that aren't just businesses, I think I have to go with also the Maison Derriere because you get a show. Like, it's great. Exactly. Um, can I pick Maison Derriere only? I want. I want it with Marge performing with her little ventriloquist dummy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if chip. that's not there, why go? I need Chip. I need Chip there. Otherwise, what are we doing? Take it off. <laughs> All right. You've been that's, warned. That's enough out of you. All right. Uh, we can move on. Oh, wait. Next week's question, Matt. Come on. Next week's question. We can't move on yet. Next week's question is, I think like I'm going to do it. We're, I think we're doing a theme for season 15, which we are officially in now. Uh, we are going to do like greatest hits questions, basically favorite quotes of all kinds and we're gonna finish the season with the favorite all-time quote we're gonna escalate up so our our question for next week is what is your favorite treehouse of horror quote uh from all time you're gonna be tough this is a tough one all these questions are gonna be hard you gotta you gotta you gotta really 
debate this. It's a perfect time, Cat. Thanks. Just walk right in front. Okay. Knock on the microphone. Good. Thanks. It's danger. Really appreciate that. So next week's question. Favorite GS of a heart quote. I'll post this on our Twitter at Simpson Show Pod, and you can email us at SimpsonShowPod at gmail.com. Also, the quote the, the question will be on our Patreon, which is again patreon.com slash the Simpson Show. No. Matt, why can I do this? Why can't I do this? Patreon. You just record yourself saying it and replay it. That's not I don't like that. That doesn't work. That's why commercials are bad. It's because it's the same thing over and over again when you you can okay patreon.com slash the simpson show i will post the question there viewable by the public you do not have to support us to answer it there uh we can move on matt time for a fresh start it's time for the no google trivia challenge i am too smart i am too smart smrt i mean smart the No Google Trivia Challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, one hard. Try and stump the other. Matt won last season by seven points. Um, We both did... You did better. You've done better. You did better last season, Matt, than you've done in like four or five seasons. Well, yeah. I just got lucky that one, that one episode where I, I don't think you got any of the questions. And that's the only reason I pulled so far ahead. So uh, we are we're doing the thing where Matt's gonna pick a charity. I'm gonna donate to it, and then anyone else who donates to it, I'll give you a shout out on the air and tell you. I'll read whatever you want uh, if you just send me a, you know, some receipt or evidence that you donated, whatever it is. What's what charity is it this 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 season, Matt? I believe this season I'm gonna go with Feeding America. Uh, since there's a whole lot of people who can't eat right now, I think that's probably our best option. That is uh, sounds like a good idea to me. I will donate, and I'll put some uh, I'll put some stuff on social on Twitter, and uh, if you'd like to help Feeding America, you can donate to them. Or if you have a charity, like me, a shout out, I'd happily read it on air and tell people about it. If I can't help, little help I can do. But unfortunately, that's not going to repeat this season because I'm going to win. I believe it. I'm gonna. I'm taking this season. I've declared. I'm calling my shot. I'm winning. You ready, Matt, for an easy question? I am ready. Okay. In When Flanders Failed, what store does does Ned Flanders open? He opens at the Leftorium. That is correct. All right, are you for your easy question? Yes. Okay. All of your questions are from various Treehouse of Horrors. Your easy question. In Treehouse of Horrors 7, what was the name of Bart's evil twin brother? Hugo. You are correct. Your medium question, Matt. And this is because it's medium. I'm going to give you a little bit of wiggle room, okay? Okay. For the hard question, if it, I was originally a hard question, and it was going to be very strict, but I'm going to be a little give you a little bit of wiggle room. Uh, in okay. when Flanders failed, uh, Burns opens up the plant suggestion box and reads two notes. What do they say? I believe the first one is keep that handsome owner away from the uh, the ladies in the typing pool. Oh, what was he? <laughs> He's distracting them. Something along those lines. And the second one was no more apples in the vending machine, please. I'll give you a point for that, Matt. I'll give you half credit. Aww. Because you did not. The, I don't. You were not close enough on that first answer. It's the answer is keep that handsome owner out of sight. He's distracting the female employees. I feel like that's close enough, but I guess we'll have to leave it up to the readers. You, you if got... they uh, disagree with you, then they can make it their wishes known. I, they're not going to sway me. It doesn't matter. They're not. I'm not. 
What are they going to do? Wow. They're rocks oh, okay. at me? Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I'm, I will next time I see it. All right, your medium whoa, question. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait a minute. You'll throw rocks at me? Yes, yes, I will. I mean, unfortunately, Giant it's going to be... You'll, rocks. you'll forget it by then because it's going to be like four years from now, Matt, so... That's probably true. Okay, what's my medium question? Your medium question. In Treehouse of Horror 5, when Homer goes back in time and returns to a well-behaved family in a world with no donuts, what model car does the family own? Hmm. Uh, which one is it? It's a, it's a BMW. I'm sorry, it's a Lexus. Lexus! Ah! I got run over by a Lexus. My gut said Lexus, and I was just like, no, it'd be Mercedes or BMW. I didn't think that... I didn't realize that our Lexus is that old. Um, I forgot. I was like, trying to remember when did Lexuses start? When did they have Lexuses for the first time? Because it doesn't feel like that old of a brand, right? No, it really doesn't. Because Toyota owns Lexus, so they're not Lexus is a Toyota brand. Uh, your hard question, Matt. In when Flanders failed, a collection agent comes to collect Ned's stuff. What is the name of that collection agent? Okay. Um. If you get this, I will. I'm gonna scream. All right, this question's impossible. I'm not going to. I I I can hear his voice. I'm here to ask you why you don't think you need to pay your bills. And because he's with Homer, and, he, and Homer says, "Oh, there's just so many of them." <laughs> but I cannot remember his name now. I got nothing. It's Chuck Ellis. Chuck Ellis. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Are you ready for your hard question? Uh. I'm slightly less confident than I was earlier. Okay. Your hard question. In Treehouse of Horror 3, what was the other island the sailors wanted to go to instead of Ape Island? Oh, um, it is, oh, it's like a candy, I think. I want to say it's like candy. It's like sugar drop or gumdrop island or sugar. Uh. It's like a Candyland, Candyland type name. Candy, it's like ah, uh, I know this. Uh, it's not Gumdrop. Gumdrop doesn't sound right. Um, it's some like really silly sweet. Um, I don't know. Gum Gumdrop Island. I'm sorry. It's Candy Apple Island. Candy Apple. Ah, dang it. Candy Apple. It was Candy. Ah, okay. So close. But so far, after one episode, Matt has a one-point lead on me. A single point. Mm, I don't like that. Precarious lead. Uh, I will do what I can. Whatever. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to ever hear it from you. All right. All right, there. All right. All right. All right, there. I don't even know I have the best episode ever list up because we're not doing that this this episode. We can move on to our final segment. The segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode Ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically. We watch them chronologically, eventually compile the list of every episode, every episode ever, and how good they are, except it's Trails of Horror. So we're doing Trails of Horror rankings, which are on a separate list. Um, So let's run down the line, Matt. Reaper Madness. Where does Reaper Madness go? Okay. Uh, I opened the wrong list, too, so you have to give me a second. It's fine. <gasps> When was the last time we did a Treehouse of Horror? Just oh. go down until you look at into where yeah. in 12, 12 weeks okay, ago. Reaper Madness. This one was okay. It wasn't great. Uh, I would say it's better than Island of Dr. Hibbert. I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking in the upper 20s. 
Um, I kind of liken it a little bit to Home Mega Man uh, or Homer Stein. Honestly, I would say I think it's better than The Raven. Uh, that is our, our first Treehouse of Horror, uh, which is good. I, I disagree. Really? You think this is this is worse than The Raven? I think this is lower than Attack of the 50-Foot Eyesores. Hmm. That's weird. I really like Attack of the 50-Foot Eyesores. I'm surprised it's lower than The Raven. It doesn't... Hmm. I mean, it has a single joke in it. I think that's the thing. Attack of the 50-Foot Eyesores. You go, that's true. That single joke is there are big advertisements. That's an episode, right? That's a good point. Um, I can get on board with that because I really enjoy Attack of the 50-Foot Eyesores. Again, this one has pretty much the one joke reaping madness says that oh homer is death and you know he has to kill people and he's a jerk about it that's that's all there is to it which yeah. works but i mean it's fine it's it's okay like i'm not these aren't bad by any means i just don't it doesn't really do a whole bunch for me uh frankenstein where does frankenstein, frankenstein I, it was meh it was okay I, would, I don't know. I, I, I just I, like Frankenstein as much as I like Reaper Madness, oddly enough. No, I don't either. I think Frankenstein is actually the weakest of these three. Um, I, I agree. I would probably put it right above I Know What You Diddly Italy Did. Because uh, Bad Dream House is, is stupid, but is at least a little bit funny. Frankenstein is just kind of weird at best. What scary scary tales can come true? Which one is? Oh, that's the fairy tale one. Um, yeah. I think that's better than 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 this so i think i i think you're right i would i would put it just above i know what you diddly italy did this is dr frankenstein the other thing that bothers me about dr frankenstein is that there's no like i don't know they don't do enough frankenstein stuff for my tastes no like if frank had you know Pulled his father together from other parts. It would have been more interesting. Yeah, and just had his head. I don't know. Um, finally, stop the world. I want to goof off. Oddly, this is probably the one I like the most out of these three. No, I agree. I think it is my favorite, it's too. Just very I simple. I think it's the funniest uh, of them, which I think is why I like it most. It's it's funnier. It has that one joke, the one sequence that I really love. But it, on top of that, it has a lot of other gags. It is very, it's ra- very rapid fire jokes because it has to be because they're using the stopwatch a lot of the time. And there's a lot of quick cuts, quick movement. It's a lot of there's a lot of creativity to it. Uh, I think that's why I like it so much. I would put this one higher. Um, yeah, I'm looking around Genesis tub, I think, uh, for this one. Yeah, I think I'm up there. I'm re- I think is it better than Genesis tub? That is a darn good question. That's I don't the, think it is, time. but I think it's it's close. I think I would put it right below Genesis Tub and above Send in the Clones. I'm good with that. Okay. This is Stop the World. I want to goof off. Um, I think I think what's really missing this one, it, what's like um, uh, keeping this one from going higher, is the ending. I think it's just they just kind of reuse, you know, the the time and punishment ending, which is time right. and punishment is number four on this list. So it tells you that you know we really 
it's very good, but they just kind of reuse that same ending. And instead of, you know, they could, it feels like there's not that ironic, there's not that irony there. You know, there's like, this is a very, this is taking a, a very famous Twilight Zone episode and, and parodying it. And I want that kind of ironic Twilight Zone ending for this. So instead, we just get Lisa pushing a different button instead of a little bit more, a little bit more cleverness. Um, it's still, it's still funny. I liked it. Um, but here we, that's like, that's, that's it for it. We have life's, oh, let's see what, where I'm on the wrong thing. We have 20 new tournament number 22, stop the world. I want to goof off Uh new number 34 reaper madness and a new number 39 with Dr. Frankenstein. Oh, it's, it's just Frankenstein, not Dr. Frankenstein. Excuse just Frankenstein. me. So sorry. I apologize to everyone listening. Um, our number one to remind everyone is the shinning because of course the shinning's the best uh our last place right now is hex in the city which is very bad very very bad yeah it wasn't very good um oh uh, that's it for trios of horror rankings uh next week we'll be back to a normal simpsons episode um, Whoa! i know uh it is the return of mona simpson oh okay my Mother the Carjacker is the name of that episode. Uh, you remember Mother Simpson, Matt? I do. I remember how much we loved it and thought it was just the best. How beautiful that ending is and how sad and how classic it is. And how they should have just let her stay gone. Let that be forever. Uh, instead, we've gotten let her. Let it be. And, yeah, instead of we've gotten her come back five times, uh, all of them. Uh, with with diminishing returns um but we'll talk about that next week uh i'm gonna buckle up because i expect to hate it uh you can find this list on our website the simpsonshow.com which has links to everything our twitter our patreon our rss feed uh I'm trying to remember if there's what else is on that website i don't know there's everything there our lists the things you go there if you need Lots stuff of fun stuff new episodes our episodes are there if you need to listen to the episode you don't have a podcast machine just go to the website you can listen to anything you want a podcast machine podcast machine you know what they are podcast machines uh-huh. phone you know what i'm talking about i think podcast machine is funnier man well obviously I, a, I want to have a device specifically in my house that is the size of an ancient old radio and i will use that to listen to nothing but podcasts. I mean, people have those for record for their records, so why would I know they? those people are crazy and I love <laughs> them for it. Um that'll do it, I think, for us today. Uh before we go, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. And my website is RobbieDorman.com. It has links to everything I do online, including my other podcasts and my novels, my horror novels, which are available on Amazon. Uh my newest novel is called The Split Circle. It's about uh, an exiled American who must investigate a soccer death cult in a small Eastern European town. You should go read it for free on Kindle Unlimited if you can, if you'd like. I'd appreciate it. Um, Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is true. Uh, in fact, I have decided to move on to Eastern Medicine, uh, where I will be receiving messages through my chi. So all you have to do is poke a bunch of needles in yourself, manipulate the energy, and then send it out into the universe, and I will receive that the giant antenna with the big needle I've stuck in my head. Can I just stick with my phone, Matt? I mean, I guess if you want to be a punk about it, jeez. That's me, punk, Mr. Punk. Uh-huh. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And keep watching those episodes. Shh.